0: Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell.
1: Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going?
0: It's going well. My Steelers are preparing for a Hall of Fame game and then next weekend I'll be at the Hall of Fame doing uh radio row, so it's like real football stuff happening. Yeah, we've
1: got a we've got preseason action this week. It feels good to say that and it's your team involved, uh which makes it uh makes it all the more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Matt, over the next couple days, we are going to answer some listener questions. As always, we got some good ones covering a variety of topics. Let's dive right in.
0: I like it. Let's do it.
1: Our first question comes from Mike. Mike says, what are your thoughts on the Bengals' offense? Are you excited because of the talent or hesitant because they're the Bengals? What are your projections for Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd? Uh, you know, Matt, I mean, for, for this team that so many people are excited about, obviously Burrow uh, coming back from that injury, they they add Chase, not only uh, a very exciting player in his own right, but obviously the connection between Burrow and Chase from college. There's a lot of people ready to see what the Bengals do this year and, and projecting breakout seasons uh, from, from Burrow, Chase, and really really this entire offense as a whole. And we haven't talked too much about them. Uh, so I've got some numbers here to share. But before okay. I do that, I would I would love to hear your thoughts uh, and your expectations for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, assuming Burrow's ready to go by opening day, which it sure looks like he is. He's doing some stuff in practice. Um, I think the line is obviously what everyone talks about. They should take a Penny Sewell. I think it's good enough for fantasy numbers. You know, I, I think they need to cut down underpassing attempts a little bit and, you know, get Burrow out of harm's way a little bit. But I really have high hopes immediately and for the next couple of years for Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. I mean, I think that threesome can really do a lot of damage through the air over the next couple of years. I think Mixon is set up for a big season, but I have fallen into that trap before. He's a guy that um, I'm constantly in on and with mixed results, I would say. Uh, I would also say I think this whole situation hurts Tyler Boyd a little bit. He's just not a high-ceiling guy. I think he, not that he's going to fall by the wayside, but I don't know that he's going to be you know, a guy you want to be starting in fantasy over and over.
1: Yeah, that's all very fair. And, and that seems to echo what the community thinks as a whole. Looking at the uh, DLF Dynasty ADP, Joe Burrow is quarterback nine. Based on that uh, Dynasty ADP data, Joe Mixon has actually fallen a little bit further than, uh, than you might have expected. He's RB16 right now. Uh, and then the wide receivers, Jamar Chase, wide receiver nine. So already being valued as a, as a top 12 guy. T Higgins, wide receiver 20. He had climbed way up prior to the addition of Jamar Chase. And Tyler Boyd is the one who's really taken the hit. Way down at wide receiver 40. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think the ceiling is there for Boyd that that Chase and Higgins might have. But I also think we've probably gone too far with dropping Boyd or or giving up on him too quickly. Uh, Mike asked about our projections I mean, I don't really consider specific projections uh, a strong suit, but I I definitely trust Mike Clay. I think he does a good job. We've had Mike on the show before. Uh, And I've got Mike's projections here. He's got Burrow at just under 4,200 yards with 25 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That would be good for quarterback 12 in Mike's projections. So, uh, if you're drafting Burrow as the quarterback nine in Dynasty, and and he gives you a a QB one season, a low end QB one season this year, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, Joe Joe Burrow, two hundred and sixty one carries, over a thousand rushing yards, seven touchdowns, also forty eight catches for three forty six and two touchdowns. That makes him that would make him the RB thirteen. Uh, so again, providing some value based on that. RB 16 ADP that he currently has in dynasty. And Mike's got the three receivers with, with nearly identical stat lines in the neighborhood of uh, 120 plus targets uh, between 70 and 80 catches uh, right around a thousand yards and five or six touchdowns that would put them all somewhere between wide receiver 24 and wide receiver 34. And that's, that really seems to be consistent with what I've seen as far as projections for the wide receivers go that, that yeah, Chase Chase might lead the way just based on talent alone, but uh, he's not going to run away from these guys, and, and the three of them are, are definitely going to share the numbers.
0: Yeah, and even like when Boyd and Chase were together at LSU, it wasn't like Justin Jefferson was irrelevant or, you know, that he didn't distribute the football well, including to Clyde edwards Hilaire. So I think he has some point guard tendencies to just kind of pick the open man and feed the best matchup. I mean, I think that's one of his great strengths, even as a young player. And the other thing I wanted to note was more than any team in the league, they just live in 11 personnel. And we know their tight end isn't a weapon. He's a blocker, which helps their O-line situation, which is troublesome, obviously. But those three receivers you mentioned are almost all in the always on the field together, so you have to keep that into account.
1: Yeah, so I think what we've got here between the the ADP and the projections from Mike Clay, I really think that's a fair expectation that uh, the that Jamar Chase specifically is going to have a hard time living up to that wide receiver nine ADP. in his rookie year, but that's, that's fair. You're not drafting him as a top 10 wide receiver just for this season. So that's, that's understandable. Uh, But it it could certainly be a breakout year for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, and T Higgins specifically.
0: As you know, of course, I mean, they, Burrow will run the football more than people think too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point as well. Burrow's uh, rushing numbers
0: mix in there as well.
1: Matt, when we come back we'll grab some more listener questions.
0: But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball seasons in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online, get the latest news, odds and info for your sporting needs including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Very easy to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on locked-on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All
1: right, Matt, we are back. Our first question came from Mike about the Bengals offense. We've got another question from a different Mike. This one, uh, digging a little deeper, Mike says, which lower ADP wideouts have an early fast track to seeing playing time? He mentions three rookies that I want to ask you about, and then I've got a couple of other guys to throw in. So we're talking about specifically playing time. What, what kind of return could we get from these guys this year? Uh, the first one I want to ask you about is Diomi Brown with Washington. He is the wide receiver 60 in our Dynasty ADP currently. And of course, in Washington, he's dealing primarily with Terry McLaurin as competition. But uh, they've also added Curtis Samuel, who is currently on the COVID list. They've added Adam Humphreys. This offseason, um, Humphrey's got, got some good reports on him, uh, specifically seeing tons of work from Ryan Fitzpatrick early on in camp. So there, there's a lot of competition for Diami Brown, uh, not to mention some of the guys who are still hanging around that roster from, from previous years, like Stephen Sims and Antonio Gandy-Golden. So it's, it's suddenly a deep uh, position group for Washington.
0: Can Diami give us anything this year? I like the player. Um, he worries me though, because like like you said, I think he's more on the Gandy Golden Sims battle for scraps, you know. And those guys aren't going to go away. I doubt they give up on Gandy Golden at this point. I think he only had like two catches last year, but I mean, it, it, it's still an early, and a small school guy with dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. So he's—I don't think he's going away anytime soon. And you mentioned the the slot option, Humphreys. I think he's the sneaky guy that gets playing time there. Cause I want McLaurin and Samuels on the outside in three receiver sets. So while I like Brown, uh, I might put an offer in for him week eight when he has five catches.
1: And of course we didn't even mention uh, tight end, Logan Thomas, yeah. one of those running backs. Yeah. One of the running backs, whether it's JD McKissick again, or Antonio Gibson is going to catch plenty of balls as well. So Overall, the competition is, is tough for Diami Brown. Um, I mean, he's he's that speed deep threat, so that's a little bit different than, uh, than what McLaurin offers or what uh-huh. Humphreys offers, uh, but it also typically comes with uh, low volume. So uh, I definitely like investing in Brown, especially at that wide receiver 60 spot, but I don't know that I expect a lot this
0: year. They just gave Logan Thomas good big money, too. He's not going any way, or way. Not big money, but they extended him. He's going to be a feature part of the offense.
1: Yeah, another another team or another player that
0: uh, Mike asked about is Dwayne Eskridge in
1: Seattle. Uh, competition's not quite as tough. Obviously, the two studs there with D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but pretty wide open after that. They had David Moore that they let go. So now it's Eskridge facing guys against guys like Freddie Swain, and uh, I mean that's that's kind of about it. Uh, a couple other rookies on this roster. Of course, they like to use their tight ends uh, as as pass catchers quite a bit as well. Can Eskridge give us anything this year? He's another speed guy, same as Diomi.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think I would be shocked if Eskridge, who's a little older, uh, isn't the third receiver in Seattle. And I think Seattle's offense has a chance to be better than people expect. Uh, Eskridge also has some locket like qualities. If locket were to get injured or anything like that, obviously it'd be a huge drop off, but I do think Eskridge sees the field and catches passes this year.
1: And Eskridge is, I mentioned Dami Brown, wide receiver 60 and ADP Eskridge down at wide receiver 74. So it kind of feels like those two should be closer in value. Yeah. Right behind Dwayne Eskridge is Josh Palmer of the LA chargers uh, looking at that depth chart, of course, it's Keenan Allen at the top. Um, also, Mike Williams there. And, and they kind of rotated that, that third wide receiver spot last year. Jalen Guyton had a turn. Tyron Johnson had a turn. Uh, so I think, I mean, Palmer could be as, as good as those guys, but he's, he's in that range. What do you think about him and his chances of playing significant time this season?
0: Johnson's a name we never talk about, but I think they like him quite a bit, and he has flashed more than you know many might understand because he wasn't a super high-pedigree guy, so maybe people don't know a lot about him. But Mike Williams is a free agent at the end of the year. Keenan Allen's not a young guy. I mean, I think Palmer will be an outside starter next year and maybe yep. has a 50% chance versus Johnson to be the number three this year. With him and Williams on the outside, Allen in the slot.
1: You like both of those guys better than Jalen Guyton? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do as well. And and I agree. Uh, I like Palmer again. Uh, In fact, I like him. I like him better than Brown and Eskridge, honestly. Yeah. Talking dynasty long term, but. I don't know that he gives us much this year. Those are the three that, that Mike was asking about specifically. I've got three other rookies in this same ADP range who have a chance to see the field or or actually a really good chance to see the field in, in a couple of cases. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, wide receiver, 64 of the Lions. I mean, we've talked about that depth chart and, and how rough it is obviously losing uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones last year. So they they draft uh, St. Brown. They also brought in Tyrell Williams, Rashad Perriman. Those veterans are uh, expected to be the starters early on, but it wouldn't be a surprise if, if St. Brown ended up as, as a starter in this offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, unlike these other situations, the Lions need him. I mean, that's how dire things are there. Um, even if he's just a slot, I would imagine he's – uh, the most productive of this group. He might also have the lowest ceiling, though, long-term. I was going to say, he might be, uh, I might have the
1: alter, the opposite strategy with him versus some of these others. I want him now, but in mid-season, if he is putting up some numbers, uh, that that might be the time to sell him and, mm-hmm. uh, and flip him for a profit.
0: Or for one of these guys in a third-round pick.
1: Right, right. Uh, what about Amari Rodgers with the Packers? Currently, wide receiver at sixty nine in ADP. Of course, uh, Green Bay solved the Aaron Rodgers situation at least for twenty twenty one, but uh, that also came with uh, a trade for for my guy Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is back. Um, you know, say what you will about what he has left, but that's probably not good news for Amari Rogers.
0: I think it's terrible news for Amari Rogers. Especially for this year. I mean that's what we're talking about for early playing time. But I'd be putting offers in for Amari Rogers right now.
1: Well, I mean the thing that hurts with the thing that hurts Amari is is not just Cobb's there and, and we expect Cobb to, to play ahead of him, but it sounds like this is the Swan Song for or, or, or the last dance, that they would they would call it <laughs> for for Rogers in Green Bay. So not only do we lose any any potential uh, playing time that Rodgers might have uh, Amari Rodgers might have had this year but there's also the the expectation that he won't have Aaron Rodgers moving forward in 2022 and beyond.
0: Yeah, that's probably true and I'm not the biggest Jordan Love fan but in the meantime Jordan Love's going to be playing around with Aaron, you know, Amari Rodgers in the preseason and camp, running with the twos. Mm.
1: Good point. Good point. Last one: Nico Collins, wide receiver seventy-one. Uh, we talked about Randall Cobb; his trade away from Houston uh, is only good news for Nico Collins and and everyone left behind there. Uh, so it's it's Brandon Cooks at the top of that depth chart clearly, uh, but after that, Nico Collins versus Anthony Miller, Kiki Q T, Chris Conley. You know those those guys are solid but they're they're not world beaters we we could certainly see Nico Collins starting on this roster really as early as week 1
0: i think he plays more snaps than anyone we mentioned i, I mean you just got to think where they're at as a team i think they traded up for Nico Collins from what i remember i mm-hmm. mean i i think they're very high on him he's a little different than most of those guys just dimensions and size and i think they need to know what they have in that player I'd be sort of shocked if he's not starting in two receiver sets in week one, for better or worse.
1: Right, unlike some of these other teams we've mentioned. Uh, also, they they don't really have much established at, at tight end. Still have guys like uh, Jordan Aikens and Kahale Waring there. They added Brevin Jordan, but uh, we've, we've never seen any of those guys be a consistent uh, fantasy factor, so even more good news for Nico Collins. All of those players being drafted between wide receiver 60 and wide receiver 75 in Dynasty ADP currently. So some some bargains. Some of those guys can help you this year. Some more long term outlook. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up with one more listener question.
0: All right, let me take a chance here. You know, a little time out of our to talk about RockAuto.com. Um, they've been a really good, good friend of the locked on network now for a long time and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars and it makes a lot of sense financially or it's a hobby or whatever, you got to check out RockAuto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate, uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, 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 for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How how Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. That's Locked On, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
1: Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Starling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Matt, one more listener question in today's show. This one comes from Brian. Brian says, in a two-quarterback dynasty startup, which quarterback provides the floor level you'd feel most comfortable pairing with Patrick Mahomes. So Brian's in a good spot here. I'm going to assume he had the 101 Uh because he's got Patrick Mahomes on his roster. And now he's searching for that second quarterback. I mean, i typically like to to get the second quarterback immediately. So we're talking maybe as early as, uh, in, in Brian's case, maybe the 212 if you're not trading around. But if you want to wait further, there's definitely... Some good options there. When you when you think about that question, Matt, a floor-level quarterback to pair with Mahomes, who are some names that pop into your head?
0: Yeah, I'm assuming he's taking the, uh, the thought of, uh, I'm going to go Mahomes, maybe address another position or two, come back and wait a little bit on quarterback and somebody I can live with that's not going to kill me week to week. And the two names that just jumped to mind that aren't going to cost you a lot are are Carr and Cousins to me. I mean, uh, neither one runs a lot. They're in decent situations. They're high-quality quarterbacks. They should be starters for the foreseeable future, maybe not with the team they're on. They're not going to cost you a ton. People aren't going to be super ticked off when you take them off the board or anything like that. But they're producers.
1: Man, I had I had five names on my list. Cousins and Carr were definitely two of them. Cousins is currently the quarterback 20. He's going to cost you a fourth rounder based on our ADP at Dynasty League football. Carr, a little bit cheaper. He's the quarterback 26 uh, coming off the board in the sixth round. Uh, the other other names I had on my list, other veterans, Matt Stafford, quarterback 15. He's actually gained value this offseason, that, of course, as a result of that trade. Uh, coming coming off the board in the third round, N- not cheap, not not that cheap player that maybe Brian had in mind, but definitely has the floor and and I think has a a nice ceiling as well. Another player that's gaining value, breaking breaking some trends here. Tom Brady, quarterback twenty one in our ADP, a fifth rounder. And then finally, Matt Ryan, quarterback 23, also a fifth rounder. It's, it's kind of surprising to see Brady ahead of Ryan, but that's that's what we've seen on the field over the past year or two, so maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. Any thoughts on Stafford, Brady, or Ryan as that second quarterback to go with Patrick Mahomes?
0: Yeah, Stafford seems a little lofty for this question. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it just depends how aggressive you want to be. Um, I think Ryan will play longer than Brady. And I think Ryan might compete with Brady for yardage, probably a little less in the, in the touchdown department. But he may not be back in Atlanta, but I think he'll be a starter for the next couple of years. If you want to get really cheap in that vein, I guess Roethlisberger would also qualify. You get one year out of him, but he's startable in Superflex.
1: Is is that the, the assumption around Pittsburgh that this is it for Ben Roethlisberger?
0: I would say that's a 90% chance.
1: And does he retire, or does he look for another team?
0: I think he retires. I mean, he's yeah entrenched here. His family's entrenched here. He's lived here for 20 years or whatever. Uh, I don't think he goes anywhere. I don't think he wants that Philip Rivers in Indianapolis year.
1: Yeah, yeah. 39 years old right now is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, fast forward one year, uh, of course, he'll be 40. I mean, he, he he's not the same type of player as Tom Brady or, or Matt Ryan even that – uh, guys, you think could play and and are playing in Brady's case, well into their 40s. You know, just a just a different body type and mm-hmm. and one that has taken more punishment, really. Yeah. So tougher to see him lasting into his 40s, or, or you know, really, as you say, beyond this season.
0: I mean, he'd have to have a mirac- miraculous season, I think, to even explore that option. You know, like uh, deep into the playoff type of run, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.